Welcome to Canada's News Barbecue Podcast Show. My name is Rob Tuzzi, and I am coming at you from the great city of Toronto, Canada. And I got my special guest with me here today, and he's coming at us from the great city of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And if you don't recognize the voice, let me introduce to you the robe-wearing, mullet-styling, member of the Big Green Egg Pro Team. He is becoming everyone's favorite pitmaster. You can call him Junior. You can address him as Mr. Schmiller. But ladies and gentlemen, we know him and we love him as Mel from Dark Side of the Grill. Welcome to the show, Mel. Hey, baby. How we doing today? Happy to be here, brother. Happy to be here. Well, we're privileged and honored to have you on Canada's News Barbecue Podcast Show, and uh, I, I really appreciate your time and joining us today. Oh, no problem, man. No problem. Where you're from? Edmonton, Canada. Alberta's the town, the great city. It's in the western part of Canada, folks. Tell us a little bit about how is it you've originated from Alberta. We're doing this right now in the province of Ontario. You've flown in. We are together, folks. This isn't over the phone. Tell us about your background. I know you're of Ukrainian descent, but where were you born and raised? Were you in, the, in this country? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Here it comes. I was born in Edmonton, Alberta <laughs> at the Misericordia, which is like 10 blocks away from my mom's house where I grew up. Wow. I live in that same neighborhood. As soon as I made enough money, I could buy a house in that same neighborhood. We're close to grandma. People from Edmonton, they either stay there their entire life or they're gone. So I'm a lifer, Edmonton Oilers for life. I grew up in the dynasty era. Amazing, amazing town. It's winter for nine months of the year, so that sucks. And we're all hard because we're all tradesmen. But uh, other than that, uh, Edmonton is exactly like you see it on the TV, all the shows, we are exact. Most of us have mullets out there. That's, <laughs> that's it. How else do you keep warm? That's it. Everyone loves flannel. It's a great city. It's a great city. I'm proud to be from that city. Um, Alberta, beef is king. Um, barbecue, everything. It's all It's all happening there. Albertans, very proud, very hardworking people, dedicated to their family. They love their province. Yep. I haven't met an Alberta and I don't love. I love Albertans. Fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, what? Any... Any inclination why anybody would leave? Why did those people want to leave Alberta? Well, most of the time they're they're headed to the states. Something okay. something bigger, something warmer. Right. W winter nine months of winter sucks. Like it's we've already got frost, and it's it's gross. I hate that part of it. Right. And our summers have been getting really wet. Right. So if you have Vancouver weather in the summer and then tundra winter, like what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> it's so then most most people sticking around for their for their families or whatever. But right. Definitely. Definitely the weather's starting to get at me. Yeah. I, I spent a lot of time outside, Rob. What are you doing outside all, all year long? Well, well briskets, usually. <laughs> you, know, you know, when it's minus 40 and my beer is literally yeah. freezing in my mason jar. Yeah. I'm still out there grinding yeah. So that's a Monday for you. That's a Monday, baby. Yeah, that's, and a Tuesday? Usually. Same beer or another beer? Is that beer <laughs> no, frozen or no, thawed out? They're always, they freeze. When it gets minus 30, really, like. No, I, I believe it. It's crazy. And the wife's just shaking her head at me, whatever. It is, you got to go out there, you got to grill. I try not to ever use my oven, right? Right. I, I'm one of those guys, as soon as I built the outdoor kitchen, that was it. Like, I, I'm out there, rain, snow, right, wind, doesn't matter. Yeah, don't mention oven to my wife, because yeah. I always forget when I turn that damn thing on. <laughs> That's it. It's only when I start smelling something, I realize I turned the damn thing on. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, 
Mel is with us, everybody, from Dark Side of the Grill. What a pleasure and honor to have him as our uh, guest today. Just following him on his social media accounts, on his Instagram account, this past Father's Day. Uh, just so you know, everybody, we're coming at you in the middle of September. Uh, you you had told the Instagram world, Mel, that uh, to understand Mel Jr., you needed to understand uh, Mel Sr., if you will, your father. So you, you, you made a beautiful tribute to your dad. However, you ended it by saying something like this, and it went, even though you can't cook a steak to save your life. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about that. So my dad had a very exotic childhood. He was a wild man. He had all kinds of crazy stories. He got really sick once uh, from meat when he was younger. I don't know. I think it was in Tijuana or something doing some crazy. And he got, he got sick. From that day forward, everything he cooked, he burnt. <laughs> so my entire life growing up, we had roasts that you could knock on, right? <laughs> the burgers that were six inches were three and a quarter inches now. Like everything was just... So as soon as I was able to get my hands on that barbecue or frying pan or whatever, the first time we put moisture back into food my mom was like thank god like this is <laughs> for junior that's it right and then he's like all right i'll just never cook again and that's how even to this day when right? i go to his place oh wow he'll barbecue and then he'll save the rest for me he's like you do this whatever you want to do with it like so then everyone else is like well we won't want to we don't want any. you know it's still a battle every day it's still a battle but love yeah it. he's uh love it i grew up roasting potatoes meat and potatoes so that's right yeah and so Tell us where you learned then how to cook a steak. Uh, just just by feel. Uh, when I was a kid, um, instead of watching cartoons, I would rush home and watch cooking shows. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I, I loved watching cooking shows my, my growing up. My baba, uh, 94, 95 years old now. Wow. And always helped her. Hand-making pierogies, hand-making cabbage rolls. We always had hams and stuff like that. Um, in Alberta, the farm-to-table thing is a real thing. Uh, people, right. people live their entire life like my grandmother knows how to harvest a, a pig she'll she'll right. buck it up if she had to she would know so here so, in toronto we'll go to the supermarket to get our farm but uh you literally go to a farm in that, alberta and that, bring it home go go north smoky lake there you go they Love pop it. it throw it in the throw it in the back of the box wow come home hang it up in the in the still garage. moving no no it's <laughs> leaking out everything's got to get pressure washed <laughs> at that point right but yeah it's the same deal it's nice it's, yeah so growing up then who did you look up to in the in the sort of the food, the culinary cooking world? Oh, it wasn't like it is now. It's not the rock stars that we know now in cooking, right? There was uh, the urban peasant. Okay. This beautiful little uh, uh, English guy, just very quiet on TV, always making just really neat, right. really neat dishes. There was like Walk with Jan. There, there are so many weird little TV shows that I just used to love. But there, it wasn't wasn't people per se. Right. My big thing was like we have a sawmill or, okay. a, or a moose factory. That was something, a huge celebration meal. We would go there, prime rib, right? And that's when you got to see it. That's when you got, it's not heat lamps. and right. they're, they're carving a prime rib right in front of you and you want it beautifully done. Wow. And that's something to strive for. As soon right. as you can knock that off on the barbecue yourself, well, now you know. So going to see that was quite the spectacle. Oh, it sure was. Wow. It sure was. 
and now and now it's neat to go there and be sure. like and they're like you want to carve it you know oh, so that's wow. it's awesome wow. like it's a full circle for me right it's it's very cool so that's where you learn how to drool over meat and then <laughs> now you're making others drool that's it yeah it's uh it's very cool love it yeah back then there was no dedicated channel 24 hours a day called the cooking or the food network and other various cooking shows that's right yep. so bringing it to now currently uh which idol uh, do you sort of get your food inspiration from um to be honest with you, I'm all over the place. Like, I, I really like, if you asked me to cook something or if you gave me the idea to cook something and right. I, I've never done it before, right. what I'll do is I'll hit YouTube and I'll watch three or four or five different ways of cooking it. Okay. And then I'll take from those what I assume is going to be the best way for me to attack it. Right. And put the pieces together to do it how I like to do it. Right. Most of the time they're doing it in an oven, I'm going to do it on the egg. So now I'm cooking in cast iron instead of their glass, whatever. That's what I mean. Tucking and tailoring things. Right. I like a bit spicier, whatever. Correct. But yeah, it's I don't have a specific go-to channel. They all seem to be pretty good. And right. I take my bits and pieces from each of them. All right. So I'm notoriously bad for not keeping track of my bits and pieces that <laughs> I take. Yes. People often will DM me, send me a message. Uh, my friends will say, hey, what the hell did you put into that? chicken last night yes and i'm like uh well you know it was a little bit of this and a little bit of that yeah you know whatever i had around the house so do you keep track of all your bits and pieces i am now okay but it took me a few solid years of yeah. that's the problem that takes discipline oh it sure does because you have to stop right and when you're in the zone you can fly through anything when you're cooking a chili or a good meat sauce right, right? You're making the Sunday gravy, you know, <laughs> you're having a wine, right? Well, you're going and all of a sudden you got a masterpiece. What'd you put in there? Right. Well, I don't know. Yeah, you taste it. It's yeah. fat, but what? <laughs> right. So the wife helps me out every once in a while. Oh, she'll, she'll watch me doing something and like keep track of, because every day, all the time, people are like, what's your recipe for yes, this? Yes. Yes. Like, actually, I fly by the seat of my pants yes. with everything in life. So yes. <laughs> it's, you know, it's right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. you know, you, you get to a point where you have so much experience that whether you're reducing a sauce in that roast or uh whatever it is that you're caramelizing you you, you know okay it, it's good to go now yep no exactly but others uh <laughs> others really do want the specifics but that's what youtube's for <laughs> i know i know that's exactly it yeah i'm like i'm building my youtube channel now and i'm really trying to incorporate that yes excellent and, and push myself harder for that so that people can see it on youtube everybody dark side of the grill he already has over a thousand followers. He's on his way to a million in no time for sure. A lot of uh, instructional videos on that. That's that's the one thing I, I noticed you're, you you started. Yeah. Is uh, not just putting together a magnificent cook. You're you're giving them a little bit of play by play, a step by step. Yeah. No, exactly. That's the thing that I'm trying to accomplish for everybody. I don't want to tell you how to do something. Every YouTube channel I go on, someone is barking at me, telling me how how professional they are. And how amazing they are while they cook something and, and bark at me to do it. Right. I'm not doing that. I'm just going to cook it the way I cook it and just take notes. Whatever. But I, I, I want to be an equal to everybody. Not come across like I'm barking at them. And that's what I think is wrong with like 90% of Instagram, YouTube okay. now. Everybody's far too professional. Right. And showing how professional too, they too are. Too crisp. Yeah, it's crazy. Yes. Right? Like that's... You know, these are hand-picked mangoes right. from Thailand that I got aired out here from... Yeah. Well, who's going to do that? Yeah, correct. Right? So, I make it easy for people. It's stuff you have. Right. And it's very attainable. I'll show you the, the finished piece, which is beautiful. Right. Anybody can do it. Correct. 
And that's that's the whole point. Yeah, I mean, you're only going to follow somebody for so long if you realize, well, I can't even yeah. a attain half of what they're doing. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. Like, right. Yeah, like right. Ramsey doing a doing a beef Wellington, and he starts <laughs> off with like, "You'll never do it this good," but right, that's that's the beginning of the video. Well, guess what? Like that's yeah, yeah. Ne next video. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. So, in any field, to be a leader in any field, uh, there's a very good chance that you you've got to stick out. You have to have a niche. You got to be known for something. So, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard Mel before, and if you haven't, go on Instagram at Dark Side of the Grill. Go on Facebook at Dark Side of the Grill. Look him up on YouTube. Uh, he's known for various trademark uh, trademarks. So, the people that know the people who know him and love him for his logo that's tattooed on the top of your wrist. You, you've got this luscious mohawk kind of styling, kind of hair, whatever you call it on that beautiful head of yours. Uh, it, it, it's 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 awesome. I love it. Yeah, you, you've got this patented saying, a fire in the hole. And of course, um, you're always firing up on your holes wearing your fashionable purple robe. So please, Mel, tell the audience. Tell the audience what they can expect when they're watching your videos and they're watching you in your robe and you're throwing your fire in the holes at them. Where did this come from? When did you realize these were connecting with your audience and all of a sudden these were becoming your personal trademarks yeah that's it's weird how it all came about so the, the term fire in the hole is something i've used since i was a kid welding oh that's fantastic so being a welder we have to use tiger torches preheat post heat pieces of equipment before you weld on it to let other people know you'd be firing something up oh wow i just you know it's like an old army term right fire in the hole so oh, i yell it out then people would know there you go right so it, it went as soon as i got charcoal Right, and people are saying, "Oh, dip your paper towel in olive oil. This will go quicker." Like three cooks, I think, and I was like, "Screw this!" Right, <laughs> go to the garage, get the tiger torch out, and it was it. That was it. Was done. That was. Do, do that sound effect again. <sighs> That's it. Oh, That's and it's. It. I'm used to working with them at work, so for right. me, it just made sense. So you got people waiting 20 minutes to throw their steaks on. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> so one minute, and I'm, right. I'm right where I need to be. Everything's done. Right. And uh, it's caught on. <laughs> yes, quite, it has. quite literally, it's caught on. That's, I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Watching your stories, there's people literally from around the world yeah. who are, uh, you know, <laughs> imitation is uh, the greatest flattery you can get, oh, and they're uh, doing their fire in the holes and paying tribute to you uh, day in. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I'm honored. Yeah. Honored. Yeah. Love it. Obviously, yeah. the logo came first, then the tattoo on the wrist. Yep, that's it. That's so when it. I see you holding your uh, Dalstrong <laughs> knives and you're taking a picture up close, and I see that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, well, this is like that Talladega Nights, right? Wow. Right? If you could rent out your windshield, right? But it's, it's <laughs> right. me, right? That's why. It's me. Right. It's, you're not going to see someone else's logo on there. It's, uh... that, that's the ultimate in dedication and passion, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. I, I don't have any tattoos, but uh, you never know. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, Mel, tell us about that first memory you had of making barbecue. Were you over an open fire pit? Like, do you remember where you were? How it happened? Well, so we had an old, uh, we had an old Weber gas grill. Okay. And that was that was where we did most of our our cooking: pork chops, steaks, whatever. Even as a kid, that was it. And there'd always be huge grease fires, and I was always comfortable with it. So you get a right. a crappy blade steak, uh, Superstore or whatever they sell the three pack the barbecue pack of these yeah. blade steaks yeah. if you marinate them, right? They're actually quite good, right? Some Montreal steak spice Beautiful you hit those things over the open fire because they're so fatty 
the taste you get when that fat starts to caramelize changes that. And it's just a cheap cut of, cut of steak, but all of a sudden, and that's where I knew the fire. So as soon as I was old enough and whatever, had my own place. Uh, how first, old was old enough? 18. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got my first house when I was 18. I lived right in the hood nice. in, in, in Edmonton. Nice. It was beautiful. And uh, I went and got one of those uh, tin can like the six-in-one cookers that actually oh. don't, they don't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And there I am, minus 40, right? Trying to cook a brisket and that thing with nice. the wind and every, like, you know, and it's... And it when just... you moved into your place at 18, was that the, one of your first purchases before you purchased the couch? Yeah, pretty much. It was, it, yeah, that was, yeah. That was it priority. Was, it was, yeah. Yeah, and that's, I started, started on the tin can, and then as soon as I could get an egg, I got an egg, and away I went. And would you say your egg is what solidified you being hooked on grilling? Ah, uh, No. No, I, I've always. Was before that? Yeah. Like, so, so being, being a welder, tradesman, it's always boys hanging around, right? So the big thing with us, your friends would always be going out up north. Fort Mac is right there. Right. So they'd be gone for 21 days. Wow. Right? When they came back, when they came back it was a case of beer in one hand and a bag of meat in the other. And that's what we do, right? So it was constantly cooking steaks for the boys anyway. They're coming in from a hitch. Right. They haven't eaten good food in weeks, right? right? They've been eating cafeteria food. Wow. So they went and picked up some big fat steaks, case of beer, and we go fire it up. And that's it just morphed from there. And you mentioned the big green egg. So how 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 did your passion for smoking slash grilling using the big big green egg come to be? And uh yeah, tell tell us about that. So for me, um the big green egg was like the next level. Oh, wow. When we're kids, right, we buy our first car. We don't buy a Cadillac, right? We buy a Pinto. <laughs> we wrap it around a tree, whatever, right? right. But, but you always know one day I'm going to invest and get. Right. And the big green egg was an investment. And I was nice. a very immature teenager. Nice. I'm still not growing up. I refuse. Yeah, well, the maturity is so, okay. That's it. So, so that was the thing. I knew when I could finally jump into that next level, that would be the one for me everyone I knew that had one that was like, uh, you know, their dad had one on the deck or something like that. It was definitely something that was in my, in my list of things to do. So as soon as I had a chance to pick up my first large nice, and it's the old school, small handle one, and it's a beauty. Okay. I still use it all the time. And how long now, for how many years would you say you've been using your big green eggs? Oh, five, six, seven years, somewhere in there. And uh, I don't know, a good number of months ago, you were uh, welcome and invited to join the Canadian Big Green Egg Team. Yep. Tell us about that. That's yeah. congratulations. Oh, yeah, it was pretty cool. So um, I was picked up by the States, actually. I was picked up by the American Big Green Egg Team. Okay. So. Um, what, the, can I the Canadians don't follow you on Instagram? Instagram <laughs> I'll let them know. Yeah, about you. yeah no, no, that's it. Yeah, I, I think Jeremy sent them an email today, so it's oh, okay. Very good. <laughs> no, they're good boys. They're good boys. I did, uh, I did a. a Coast to coast with them a little while ago, alive, yeah, where nice. I, I introduced all of the Team Canada. It was really cool. But uh, yeah, when I got picked up by Big Green Egg in the States, they flew me down to Atlanta and I cooked at Eggtoberfest 2019. And that was amazing. I was standing there side by side with Jack Arnold, the Barbecue Buddha, wow. Chef David Rose, Steve oh, Reichlin was there. Wow. Like, no, it was it was a real deal. And, and I was thrown right into it, right on the line. And they're like, you know, sink or swim. Right. And baby, we... <laughs> so, how nervous were you? Were none. you nervous? None. Did you have a few in you? Oh, for sure. Uh, Seven in the morning, man. Oh, That's... Yeah. <laughs> Come right. on, now. Canadian, they're like, what? this is it, eh? This is how you do it. That's... When you were being thrown into that line, did you know what uh, you were going to be thrown at? 
No. And thrown into? No, that, that, was, no that was the neatest part, man. Awesome. So we had, wow. we had coolers of Snake River Farms. Oh, wow. There must have been 200 pounds of chicken wings. So <laughs> I forget how many people were there. Thousands and thousands of people at this event, right? Right. And everybody would come up to the pro line. Yes. And get a, a few tastes of uh, Snake River Farms, a couple of chicken wings, right? Right. And it was like you're using a shovel. Wow. On the, had big like extra large big green eggs in a line. They were all going. Everyone's just hustling. Right. And it was awesome. It was wow. a blast. Wow. Yeah, it was a real good time. Epicness. This is what the memories uh, are made out of. That's an outstanding story. I love it. Yep. Uh, so, I'm always amazed how fast you respond to my likes, my hearts, my comments on your page, on your stories, on your posts. And I don't think people realize the, the diligent daily commitment you need to have to grow and build your brand. Because that's what I see you doing on a daily. Tell us what it's like and how do you manage your social media channels, Mel? Because you are outstanding at it. Well, I'll tell you one thing right now. The wife hates it. <laughs> the wife is not too happy with a young family. Like, I'm busy. I work a full-time job, come home, then I have to cook, record it, <laughs> right. document everything, and still have time with the family and kids, as well as you say, commenting, liking. It, it's easily eight hours at work, come home, it's like four hours on right. Instagram, between YouTube, uploads, whatever. It's it's a grind, but it I have to do it. Um, to me, I think it's rude if someone comments or likes... Correct. And you, yes. and you don't you don't hit them back. Right. If you took the time to look at my stuff, I should at least take the time to thank you for it. Right. So that that's how I. I feel immensely guilty when I don't respond. No, this is yeah. Like and I, some days I'm just wiped. Oh, I know, I know. But you, you're responding, oh, bro. Buddy, I know. No, it's it's a grind. It's a grind. But I, like I I appreciate it. It's definitely. It's definitely it's paying off too, right? So, Absolutely. So that's I can't complain. Very good. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Absolutely brother. love it. Um. Hit us with three simple grilling tips that people need to follow now. Reverse sear your steaks. Woo! Reverse sear your steaks. Is this something you did on your honeymoon or is this oh. something you do on the grill? What <laughs> so what you do, you pull your steak out, right? You cook it. You pull it. You pull it. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> something I definitely did this not is do. The <laughs> <laughs> okay, go yeah, ahead. Okay, so this is so you put your steak indirect. Yeah. Cook it to an internal temperature of 110, 115, whatever you're shooting for, depending on your type of steak too and how marbled it is. Indirect, pull it off for a bit and let it sit. Right. Get your grill raging. Get her just, just smoking. Clean your grate off one last time and then hit her on. You're going to get those perfect grill marks. Nice. And you can moderate exactly how cooked she's going to get. Okay. And I guarantee you, once you get that hang of that, you're going to have a perfect steak for the rest of your life. You'll thank me. Trust me. Another... Wicked tip for me, dry salt brine your steaks, your pecan. Okay. Right? So you pull it out of the package, pat it dry, sprinkle it with some good salt, set it back in the fridge on a cooling Both rack. Both sides or, or just one side? You roll it around if you want. All right. But then set it up on a cooling rack. Okay. So that it can air dry all the way around. Do that 8 hours, 12 hours, 24 hours. In the fridge? Whatever. In the fridge. Nice. It's going to change. Your meat's going to get nice and red and it's going to taste fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's something I definitely don't do enough of. So. Yeah. This is myself. I like, I use that Evolution uh, sea salts and okay. olive oil. They're local Edmonton Canmore through there, but uh, amazing product. They have black truffle um, sea salt. And I put that on picanha. It's wow. the best thing you've ever had. It's, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 24 hour dry brine. 
with the black truffle, it's <laughs> you got me drilling, bro. Oh, buddy, it's yeah, it's something else. Excellent. Uh, throw me one more, brother. Uh, what else we got? What's here? a common mistake then? What's a common mistake people briskets. Do, you know? Oh, briskets. There, here you go. Here's okay. a brisket tip. All right, let's quit go messing it. with your brisket. Oh my god. This is the easiest cook in the world. It's a tree stump. You know what you do? You throw it in there. You smoke it. It hits 160. You pull it out. You wrap it. You throw it back in there. Don't overmanage. Don't it. touch it. Just Leave don't it look at it. You stick that thermometer in there. It feels like butter. It's one. It's 202, right? It's 205. Guess what? Take it out. Put it in a cooler. Let it sit there for two, three hours. Do, do you think people go in there, massage it, oh. flip it, oh. feel it because of their barbecue insecurities? Or yes. Because, yeah. 100% that's what it is. Everyone always, I need your detailed uh, brisket cook. Right. I've, I've ruined six in a row right. now. How? So what I just said is literally the easiest, the easiest thing. thing to do. I I sense that people just don't trust the smoke and the fire that's being created that, off their grill. That's it. So right away you've used six different kinds of rubs. You've right. trimmed every ounce of fat off that thing. You made right. it you like which is crazy. Fat is flavor. Leave it. Leave some on there. The hard stuff, sure, but the soft stuff, okay. it melts down. It's good. It's not bad. Right. Stick to something simple for a rub. You don't need six rubs. People start telling me they're injecting two days in advance. Why are you injecting it? <laughs> like, what are you trying to accomplish? You were taking something so simple and perfect and turning it into like an origami. Right. It's crazy. Wow. And this is, this is my, and I'm saying this mostly because I get messages every single day oh my God. from people that are like, how come I can't cook a good brisket? Because you're not listening. You're right. That's it. You are not listening. So that's all it is. It's... And, and speaking of brisket. Yes. Fat cap up or you smoke it down? Fat cap up. Oh. For sure. Always? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. My mentality of that is gravity is going to pull the fat through the meat. All right. Let's let's uh, let's continue with that and do a little uh, word game association. Uh-oh. You ready, Mel? Let's try it. All right. So I'm going to throw out a couple of words, a yep. phrase, and I, I, I want to hear your answer. One word. Whatever comes to your mind. All right? Okay. Are you ready? Well, I'm ready. Let's go, brother. Ribs. Beer. Ribs. Beer. Dry or wet? <laughs> I like wet ribs. All right. I Beer like... or alcohol? <laughs> Beer. Beer. Okay. Yep. Spicy or sweet? Spicy. Boxers or briefs? Briefs. Briefs? Tidies. Is that right? Tidies, man. You want to see? Uh, not yet. Well, there. Yeah. That's another podcast. Okay. We'll go live with no, that no one on, on, on your YouTube channel. <laughs> no problem. You know... If you buy the extra small briefs, you kind of look extra large when you're wearing them. But anyway, oh! <laughs> Listen, when you're wearing your robe... Yes. Are you wearing anything? Yes. Oh, you've got uh, briefs on? No, I'm wearing no. a robe. You're wearing the robe? Oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> so, so your coconuts are loose. Is that you what you're saying? You know what? Ask Jeremy's neighbors. What? They, <laughs> they, caught a, they caught a wind gust or two there. <laughs> well, they got it on film. That's it. That's it. So your coconuts are loose. It's good to know. Yep. Does your wife ever crack your coconuts? Yes. Constantly. Oh, my About God. everything. Oh. oh. We love you. <laughs> um, the color green. Yes. Family. Are we still doing the word? That's yes, we are. Family, my daughters. Right away. Beautiful. Daughters. Love them. Uh, hunting. Food. Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fishing. Uh, Vancouver Island. I love that place. So, do you hunt and or fish? Yes. Which one do you do more of? I, I fish. Fish. Yeah. It's been a horrible year. With Instagram and stuff, I haven't right. really been able to get out and do much of anything right. other than barbecue. But 
Right. I like to go up to Vancouver Island. I got right. some family up on the island. Nice. And we do like deep sea fishing, proper big halibuts, prawn traps. I go crabbing. I love it. Like I, I'm, I'm good out in the country. I'm, I'm good. Beautiful. Good yep. How erotic do you get when you hear the word steak? Oh, I love it. I'm very passionate. Love it. Yeah. Jeremy caught me playing with a tomahawk there earlier. Today. Is that Just right? Massaging it. The bone part? No. Oh. <laughs> the, the meaty part. Okay. Yeah. That's a, uh, yeah. Favorite veg? He doesn't pass. Have, he pass. <laughs> <laughs> your, onion. Your, onion. Onion. Okay, that's good. Onion's my favorite. Your favorite meat to grill? Steak. And For sure. Beef. What? Beef. Beef? Yeah. Picanha. Picanha. Ah, Picanha steak. We'll do that. Picanha right. steak. That's the queen of queen of steaks. And and your favorite meat to eat? Scallop. Does that count? Eh, it depends where you pull it out of. Well, yeah, I, I love scallops. Like if I could have just something instant. Right. Right now, scallops. Right. Or for nostalgic reasons, I go back to that blade steak. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah, With a very splash nice. splash of balsamic vinegar yeah. and uh, Montreal steak spice. I go back to the crispy, fatty. You, you know, it's funny for me, uh, the strip loin is nostalgic for me. Okay. Right? Yeah. We couldn't afford the ribeyes. We couldn't afford all these fancy other cuts. Yep. And uh, grew up on the strip loins, and uh, to this day, I, I, I love it. Yep. I absolutely love it. Yep. Um, so, Mel, you've been grinding every day. People love you all over the world through your social media accounts. What do you see ahead of you? Where is your, this is a passion of yours. Um, I've seen people turn their passions into careers. Uh, what do you see lying ahead of you, man? I, uh, what do you want to see lying ahead of you? Well, this is the thing. I got a few irons in the fire. A lot of this I can't really talk about yet. That's, oh, that's, that's exciting. Yeah, that's the thing. Like there's some things I'm taking pretty seriously, right? Very and good. some avenues I'm looking into. Nice, but nice. All I can say for you and your, your viewers is uh, there are things coming. Right. And it's it's going to be deadly, and you're going to want to stay tuned. Excellent. That's it, yeah. Um, being a welder, being a, a tradesperson, obviously you apply that to your daily craft at work, your employer, your employment. Uh, but being able to do stuff on the side as a tradesperson is, is very beneficial. And you being a welder, buddy, uh, are you playing and creating and building any uh, specific toys right now? Well, I got a couple of 500-gallon propane tanks that are gonna <laughs> gonna turn into a smoker at some point here. If that's what you're, <laughs> it, it, is that like the size of a, a submarine or? Yeah, what? they're huge, man. They're monsters. When they drop drop them off with a picker, right? And my mom even came over just to give me a hand lining them up, putting them on the pad. But uh, wow, right away she's like, "What are you gonna put in here?" I said, "The biggest anything I can put in here. This is wow, that's outstanding." Yeah, so I, I do a couple of little pop-ups here and there in Edmonton. Very nice. It's it's pretty cool stuff. Stags, uh, fancy football parties. Nice. I like to do fun stuff. You know, right. I, it's it's more more events that are designed for something that fits me, right? I'm not going to take on just any wedding or whatever. Correct. I want it to be fun. But these fun pro these fun projects, man. This, so this is going to help with that for sure. You want the big show, you'll get the big show. The smoke will be billowing. It'll be nice. It'll be nice. Buddy, with you there, the crowd will be eating great and being entertained at the same time. Yep. Absolutely love it. Man, are they ever lucky. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rob Tuzzi. You know I've been coming at you with Canada's News Barbecue Podcast Show. I'm here with Mel at Dark Side of the Grill. You need to follow him if you're not already. YouTube, you can find them. Dark Side of the Grill. 
Instagram at Dark Side of the Grill, Facebook, Dark Side of the Grill. Mel, on March 19th, 2018, you put up your very first Instagram post. Do you remember that post? It was a gumbo. It was a gumbo. It was a gumbo that I cooked. Yeah. Right. Define for us average people what, what a gumbo is. So I have I have a, a, a Paul Perdom. He did a beautiful cooking show. I should have mentioned him right off the bat. I'm sorry I wasn't. So I love Cajun food. It's spicy. It's seafood. It's smoky sausage. It's all the stuff I like. The Italians and the Cajuns make two of the most amazing foods. So huge fan. Paul Perdom, amazing guy. Nice. I like gumbo. It's a gravy. You literally make a roux from scratch. You get it beautiful and dark. It starts to smell like almonds and peanuts in the house. You're getting it right there. You got your sausage. You got your seafood in a rice, okra. Oh. You put hot peppers in there. Oh. Hey, and it's it's like a stew, a rice stew, and just made out of gravy. How could you go wrong? So that was that was one of the first wow. Instagram posts I put up. Yeah, it was a post to drool over. And the drooling hasn't stopped. His first post, ladies and gentlemen, 30 months ago, had approximately 35 likes on it. And now he has over 30,000 followers. Congratulations, Mel. You're an inspiration. And your explosive personality is always bursting with flavor. I'm honored and humbled to call you my friend. And I thank you so much for joining me on Canada's News Barbecue Podcast Show. It was a pleasure, my friend. I love it. Thank you, man. This was awesome. Thank this you. was deadly. Perfect. <laughs> and a what? <laughs> Fire in the hole, everybody. Woo! Get out there. That's it. <laughs> Thanks, Mel. Have a good one, buddy.